Hello, welcome to this week's episode of the Rockstar Manifestors podcast. Uh, I am recording this live on uh, my Blue Moon Manifestations Facebook page, and then it becomes a podcast. So you can watch in whatever manner or can, you know, check it out in whatever way works best for you. And today I am talking to you about why or three reasons why those who love us the most can sometimes be our biggest dream killers. And that is not a judgment or a criticism or anything uh, malicious, just like the reason that they can't, that those who love us the most can be our biggest dream killers is also not malicious or uh, malintended or anything along those lines. So I'm going to get into that today. Uh, along with the three reasons that I'm going to share with you, I'm also going to share a couple things that you can do to combat that or to minimize that, uh, if you will, so that you don't put yourself in that situation. And when you notice it, when you experience it or become aware of it, then that's simply what it is. You become aware of it and you're like, oh, okay, it's okay. I don't have to worry about it. It's, you know, um, I know, or I can, I can get past this or deal with it or get through it, whatever uh, comes up for you. So I want to make sure that I can see the comments uh, for those of you who uh, jump on live. So for those of you who are new, as well as those, as well as those who are returning, hello, my name is Patty and I uh, specialize in helping you believe in your dreams and that they are possible so that you then start showing up as the person who's already living them so that then they have no choice but to manifest for you. So let's get into why, or not why, but three reasons why I believe um, that those who love us the most can be our biggest dream killers. So uh, hopefully by the end of this episode, you will understand it and know that um, it really is not a criticism or judgment. It's simply an observation. And that merely becomes information. And then how we choose to process or use or what to do with that information becomes up to us. So number one, our dreams don't match the vision or dreams that they have for us. And when I talk about, I guess I should back up just a little bit. When I talk about those um, who love us the most, that can be anybody. It can be family. It can be a partner. It can be siblings. It can be friends. Uh, it can be mentors. Um, uh, I think I said coworkers. Anyone that you know you have a relationship with that is that they love you. They love you platonically. They love you romantically. They love you from as, you know, as part of your family. So this can apply to multiple or all of these situations. So with this first one, our dreams don't match the vision or the dreams that they have for us. This most often, not exclusively, I don't think anything is 100% uh, true across the board. But that often falls to our parents or grandparents or those that care for us, um, that type of relationship. It could be aunts and uncles, you know, but somewhere along like a care, 
no, I was going to, no, I was going to say caretaker, but that's not, that's not true across the board either. But they don't are what we start to develop when we start identifying the dreams that we want, uh, choices we want to make, career paths or life choices, partner choices. They have those that love us have their own expectation or their own idea of what they want for us, what they think will be good for us, what will be most beneficial for us. And if you uh, listen to last week's episode about boundaries, I referenced a uh, retreat that I recently attended. And this is a little bit coming from that as well. Not so much the um, the three reasons that I'm talking about today, but when I talk about that our dreams don't match the visions that those who love us have for us, it basically comes down to the fact that they have um, desires for us. They have a manual, like an owner's manual for us. We have it for other people as well. We don't see it that way, but I'm going to do another episode down the road specifically on that, on the fact that we have an owner's manual, aka expectations of and for other people, and they have that owner's manual, aka, aka expectations for us as well. So when our dreams start to kind of veer from that, it starts to send up like, no, 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 I that's not what I want for you. That's not the right path for you. Because from that place of love, from that place of caring and wanting good things for us, they have a vision. And that's where the juxtaposition comes in, where it's like, it doesn't match the actions that we're taking or the choices that we're making or not making don't match what they see for us. And sometimes what they see for us may be grander than what we desire. And other times what we desire may surpass or really they have no concept or understanding of the things that we desire and start to go for and want for ourselves and for our lives. So knowing that hopefully will help to stop that defensive reactions. Like, well, I know what I want. You can't tell me what to do because I've been guilty of that. I've been guilty of feeling and thinking that way. And <laughs> the, once, you know, doing this work and figuring it out, the example, or I don't know quite what it is. It's not a, I guess it's a story or the example, but that I, that I share is when I was a teeny tiny baby, <laughs> so I'm the firstborn, I'm the oldest, uh, and then my brother's the youngest, uh, and then we have uh, sisters from my dad's second marriage. But when I was a teeny tiny baby, I like to say that when, <laughs> when my parents looked down at me in my crib and had all these visions of my life, this isn't probably what they what they envisioned. And my life choices and the steps or the sequence of events may not be what they envisioned. And that's okay. Because of course they want the best for me. Of course they want great things for me. And they have their own ideas about what that is based on their life experiences, 
based on stories and circumstances that they have developed and and have you know have um have told themselves or have created and also when anyone goes through something challenging and they know the results how many times do we try to help other people avoid that and sometimes that's beneficial like hey this is a detour and it'll get you there faster and sometimes it's not we all every single one of us need to experience our own challenging times our own um setbacks our own failures even though those that love us really want to protect us from that, right? And if you have children, I'm sure you can relate to that, right? We want to protect other people that we care about from getting hurt. Um, the pot, the hot pan or the hot pot on the stove and telling children to not touch it, really the only way they learn why is when they do. Either it's a tiny, you know, they either touch it and it's hot on their hand or sometimes they do get burned or something gets spilled. But now having that reference point is how they're like, oh, that's why. That's why. So it's that difference between knowing it, you know, logically and experiencing it. So that's the first reason. Our dreams don't match the vision or dreams that they have for us. Secondly, the second one I'm going to share with you today is those who love us want to keep us safe. I was just talking about that. And so they have seen us experience things. They have a story or an experience, expectation of us based on our past habits, based on our uh, past interactions with them, based on our past attempts at certain things. And so they develop a story or an expectation of how we're going to then, how we're going to therefore act or behave in the future. And when we start to change or do something differently, it's kind of like, wait, I don't know what's happening. And again, sometimes that's for the positive and sometimes it's not so positive. So they want to keep us safe. And if it's something that seems risky, like starting a business or, you know, leaving school or traveling the world, that really is something they either don't understand or have a story that they have created or that has been passed down to them that says, oh, that's risky. Avoid that. You know, that's dangerous. Stay safe. Follow the safe path. Whereas for us, following the safe path, the perceived or told safe path feels, can feel limiting, can feel constrictive, can feel boring, can feel, um, you know, there's no love for it there. It merely turns into going through the motions. But those who love us say, but you're safe and it's steady, and it's reliable. So those are all good things, right? So wanting us to be safe, wanting to keep us safe is the second of my reasons why <laughs> those <laughs> who love us the most can be the biggest dream killers. And again, so I'm just going down the list, and then I'm going to touch on 
things to do to counterbalance that, things to do for yourself to have in your arsenal or how to navigate that for yourself. So the third one then is they don't believe us based on our old stories or prior experience that they have. They don't believe it's possible for us. They don't believe we can rise to the challenge. They don't believe we can successfully achieve that dream or that desire based on what we've done before or based on what we haven't done before. And when it starts to shift, when we start to do the work, when you start to do the work on yourself, and when I started to do the work on myself and show up differently, make different choices, then the dynamic starts to shift, but they haven't quite realized that yet. Or they don't see the work, the foundational work, the rewriting the stories work that possibly we have done they don't see that yet because that's like when you plant a seed and when we do the work taking responsibility for our, our, our actions in responsibility for the seed develop and um, the roots start to develop and go down into the soil to establish the foundation of that plant or tree or whatever it is. And then once the root starts to develop, then the little sprout goes up and moves the little pieces of dirt out of the way. And then it pops up over the surface of the soil. But that's the first thing that is seen outwardly. But inwardly and below the surface, this other work has been done. And when we start doing that for ourselves, like I said, that's not always visible or apparent to those looking from the outside. So those are my three reasons. The first one being, um, let's see, where am I at? The, as a recap, three reasons why those who love us the most can be our biggest dream killers. Our dreams don't match the visions and dreams they have for us. They want to keep us safe and they don't believe us based on old stories and prior experiences. And neither one of those comes from, for the most part, a malicious place. They're not intentionally trying to, to kill our dreams or keep us from doing things that we like, but they want us to be safe. And so instead of reacting like you have in the past, which then re-emphasizes, reinforces the story or the belief they have about you. It's not up to us to expect them or want them to behave differently. It's up to us to behave differently. Start uh, doing the things that we're going to do anyway towards our dreams. And then when they start seeing the results, they can then start to also rewrite their expectations. They can rewrite the story of the experiences that they have with us. But I think that battle, that conflict that a lot of us experience in this dynamic is that we want them to stop doubting us. We want them to start believing in us. We want them to just get on board, right? Or just believe in me. And they will once they see 
you doing things differently. Once they see you achieving different results, once they see that, oh, that is the thing that lights her up. That is, look how successful she's being at it in whatever, you know, measure of success that you're achieving, be it financial, be it you're happier, be it you're more inspired, be it you're healthier, whatever measure of success you start to then achieve and show what is what helps them start to rewrite the story. And bottom line, if they never rewrite the story, if they cling to continue, continue to cling to those old beliefs and stories, that doesn't matter. That I think is often what we allow us allow to hold us down as well. Because I did a live about this in the past about how we live down to others' expectations because, oh, well, they don't think I'm going to do it. They don't think I'm successful. And if we also believe that, our actions then support that story. So it's not up to anyone else to believe in us. It's not up to anyone else to do the work for us. It's not up to anyone else to come save us. All of that is our own responsibility. That saying like, not your, not my monkey, not my circus, not my monkey, something along those lines. That's the same um, way of thinking you should look at them. Like if they don't believe me, that's okay. I'm not their circus. I'm not their monkeys. I'm not their monkey. Even if you're their child or even if you are their spouse or whatever relationship that is. Because ultimately it's up to us to take the action, to take responsibility, to rewrite the story, to demonstrate different results, not anyone else. Because think about it, if you were to turn the focus on someone else, like you see someone else going for something or trying something new and you're like, oh, they're not gonna do very good at it. Or why would they be trying that? That has absolutely no appeal to me. So try to see yourself, you know, to flip the perspective where you have done that based on the experiences you have with other people, based on their history, based on their track record. And that track record is not false. That track record is what it is for us, for them, for everyone. We all have our own track record. It's also not necessarily predictive of the future. If we start to do things differently, we'll achieve different results. If we continue to follow the same patterns, we'll receive, we'll achieve the same results. So the past experiences and past stories, again, are what they are, but they don't need to be predictive or forecast what will happen in the future. The difference or the key being once you start to do the work on yourself, once you start to believe in yourself and once you start to demonstrate, then it really starts to not matter. It really starts to not matter and you don't get defensive. You don't get um, argumentative when someone says something. And I shared this story before, but when, and just to exemplify that it doesn't matter, I used to be a smoker. And so for many years, uh, I would say, and I would tell, you know, my mom and other people, I could quit or stop and whenever I wanted. And to be honest, that was the truth. I actually happened to enjoy 
smoking. I like, you know, it, it relaxed me. It was a habit that I got into and no one forced me. I did. And last Christmas I was, we were talking about that. <laughs> My mom says, I never believed you or her. She was talking to someone else. I never believed uh, her when she said she could stop, but she did. And that's a very simple, basic example. But when I would say I could stop whenever I want, or it doesn't bother me to not smoke. It's something that I enjoy. I didn't have or feel the need to prove myself. I knew it. I knew it within myself. So when my mom or anyone else didn't believe me, I'm like, that's okay. I didn't then go say, well, I'll do it just for spite or I'll do it just to show you. No, it didn't matter. It didn't matter because I was the one that was doing it and I was the one who knew that I could. And then when I got to the point that I was like, okay, this is now a change in my life that would benefit me. It's time. Or I just started um, not identifying like the life that I was building and the desires that I had. I was not, did not longer match, no longer aligned with being a smoker. And so now I'm not. And a little side note about that, which goes to the mindset perspective of it. I still, to this day, it has been years that since I've had a cigarette or, or you know, since I stopped, I still, to this day, do not say that I quit. I say I used to be a smoker. I used to smoke. And I also say that I'm not smoking now. Because if there comes a day where I feel like having, you know, sitting down and have a cigarette or whatever, I'm going to allow myself to do so and not judge myself because I've experienced that in the past. I can do that one activity and in that moment, if that's what I feel like doing, and then go on, you know, back to not smoking anymore. So that's just a mindset shift, um, which I will also talk about more along the lines, how and who we identify as is the thing that actually leads our actions, um, not the goals that we're pursuing. Uh, these are all things that are um, coming down the pipe that are in, that are on deck, if you will, for stories and topics to talk about. So I didn't care that no one believed me. I knew it. I believed myself and I didn't feel the need to show, to show anybody or to prove it. And that when you start noticing that type of indifference when other people don't believe you, then you know that those roots, that foundation that you have started and that you continue to work on are really becoming solid and secure. And yes, we're human beings, so we'll fluctuate and maybe fall back on old patterns from time to time, but that's okay. So before I get too long on this, what are some things that you can do to help you through that part? or to help you um, not react so defensively. One is if it's, regardless of if it's something you tried before and didn't stick with or didn't succeed at, or this is something completely new, it doesn't matter. Keep it to yourself, at least at the beginning. Allow yourself to start visualizing and start feeling into that desired result and allow yourself to um, develop who you're going to identify as, that future version of yourself. 
write about it all you want in your journal. Tell yourself the stories, tell yourself the dreams, because that's how you start planting those seeds of believability. Like I said at the beginning, I specialize in helping you believe in your dreams when you don't yet, or when you come up with them and they don't feel quite tangible, writing about them in the present tense or your desires or your daydreams and doodling about them, visualizing, listening to music that really helps you feel like anything is possible. These are all things I help people with or that I make available to people and keep it to yourself for a while because I'm sure like me, you may have experienced being really excited about something and you tell your significant other, you tell your siblings, you tell your parents, whoever, and they're like, oh, really? Really? You're going to try it again? Or do you really think that's possible for you? Do you really think that's in the cards for you? That's what I mean by dream killer. They're like, oh, it's like they squash it right before it even gets a chance to get going. So it's a case by case um, thing, but keeping it to yourself and letting it start to develop roots and start to become real for you is one way of avoiding that type of interaction. Secondly, find people that are doing the same thing, like like-minded individuals. Like if you're trying to lose weight for health reasons, or if you're trying to eat healthier and you don't have a support system within your current circle, find like-minded people, find your tribe, if you will. Find your tribe because those people are in it like you are. They have no preconceived stories about you about your past failures or your past experiences, they're just going to start right from the get-go cheering you on, supporting you, saying like, I know what it feels like to have people say they don't believe in you. You will have those shared experiences. And the beauty of finding a tribe of like-minded people or groups is that there's going to be some people that are ahead of you by a lot some people that are just a little bit ahead of you, some people that are right at the same point that you are, and some people that are not as far along as you. There's this whole dynamic. So you can always look up or look forward to someone as inspiration. When you start seeing people achieve your goal, their goals, and you start saying, hey, that's showing me that I can do it. That's showing me that it's possible. Let me really celebrate with them so that I can use that as continued inspiration and motivation. So find your tribe of whatever it is. If you want to start a business or if you've started a business, find a like-minded, you know, find a business group, find a business community, find a business meetup that you can start attending meetings for, be it virtually or in person. Uh, find your tribe. Start learning about the things that you're working towards or that you have a dream of. And that, doing that, is that step that the university is, oh, she's learning about that. She's really getting, you know, um, putting some effort into that. Let me bring some people into into her world or her experience that can help her or that lead her to the next thing or that support her. So 
start wherever you are. If it's not feasible for you to start taking action right now, or you're not really sure what it looks like, or you're not really sure what your dream entails, start learning about it. Then start taking action in whatever and the more that you start building those strengthening those roots and those foundations you will start showing up as that person you will start taking action as that person and you can test yourself you can gauge how far you've come whether you feel ready to tell people or when you hear people you know say that's not for you and you're like okay and if you still react, like that's still triggering and it, and you react to it, that's okay too. That's merely information saying that there's some more um, building up of the foundations and roots that need to be done. But it doesn't detract from where you have already are because awareness is where uh, it starts a lot of it. It's like, I am aware that that person irritates me and that when they don't believe me, it triggers me and all these things happen. I'm not going to talk about it yet. Or, you know... It's not the same across the board. So that's why I don't like to say do things in this order because everybody is on their own journey and going at their own pace. So that's what, those are the two main things. Start, oh, three, three. I just didn't really distinguish the third one. Keep it to yourself. Um, find your tribe, like-minded people, and start acting as that person or start learning about the thing start doing something that makes it real tangible and believable and it's a process if you don't believe it's possible that's okay if you have the dream know even if you don't believe it know in the back of your head that it is possible the work is believing it and starting to identify as the person who has that dream. And that's what I help with. That's what I help with in helping you show up as that person, start taking action as that person, start identifying who you truly are, um, for, you know, based on many number of things. So if this um, intrigues you, or this is like, yes, I need to find my tribe. One of the places I recommend that you start is the tribe of Moon Manifesting Rockstars. It is my free Facebook group and I do lives in there and there are people in there that are supportive, that are 100% uh, magical and badass. And that is a tribe that you can join. And so um, depending on where you're watching or listening to this, I will put the link to the group. It's a Facebook group. It's a free community. I do lives in there at least a couple times a month. And like I said, there's amazing people in there. So that is a tribe. That is one step you can take today, whether you're listening to this right away or you're listening to this in the future. Um, find the tribe of Moon Manifesting Rockstars at the links wherever you're uh, consuming this and um, start attracting more and more of the people that will uh, support you. There's also going to be workshops that I share along the way. So this is what I love to do share and help you believe and help you start showing up in the world as that rock star, I like to say, living the life that you desire, whatever it is that is, whatever it is that that looks like. 
for you. So um, the last thing before I head out, I will say if you think anyone will benefit from this or uh, enjoy this type of information, share it on out again on whatever platform you're um, watching or listening to this, share it on out, type their name uh, in the comments if that's appropriate and share the goodness. So I will be back next Wednesday uh, for the live recording and the podcast episode is up by Friday. So um, I record it live on Wednesday and then by Friday, two days later, the podcast is uh, posted and available as well as on YouTube. So that is what I have for you guys today. So don't take it personally. Don't judge those because they do love us. They want what's best for us. And more often they're not, they're not intentionally killing our dreams. They just want what's best for us based on their perspective and their experiences. So send love to them, say it's okay. And also know it's okay to keep your dreams to yourself for a bit while you let them marinate. So I would love to know your thoughts, um, an aha moment or anything along those lines, uh, if you feel like sharing. And I will see you guys soon. Take care. Have a good one.